Streets of Rage. The largest and hottest library of 16-bit games plays on Sega Genesis. Featuring Streets of Rage, the fighting game that'll knock your socks off, with 40 individually controllable attack moves, and a neighborhood crawling with punks, muggers, and urban slime. Streets of Rage, only on the 16-bit Genesis system from Sega. Hello, and welcome to episode 74 of Two Geeks, Two Beers, with me, Morgan, and my bare-knuckle bro, Tom. Hello. Uh, our, <laughs> our topic of conversation this time round is Streets of Rage. No, not the 1994 action film starring and co-written by the professional wrestler Magnificent Mimi, who plays ex-Special Forces Commando Melody Sales, and was, according to Entertainment Weekly, the sexiest headbutter in B-movies. <laughs> Not that. Um, too niche even for us, that one. Yeah. Uh, no, we'll be, di- we'll be discussing the Streets of Rage video game series, which began in 1991 and was revived in 2020 after a 16-year hiatus. Uh, so the first three games in the franchise were developed and published by Sega for the Sega Mega Drive, or Genesis, if you prefer, in the early 90s. Now, if you're thinking, well, I'm up for listening to a rambling, drunken conversation about this game in particular... But first, I want to hear a broader but still rambling drunken conversation about the Mega Drive slash Genesis console. <laughs> well, episode well, you're in luck. 20. You're in luck because episode 22 of this very podcast from back in 2016 has got you covered. So, Streets of Rage, Tom, did you have any exposure to or experience with this series of games? Yes. Yeah, so, um, I played Streets of Rage 2 a lot ah. on the Mega Drive. But it's weird, because I do mm. play it a lot. But I don't think I ever actually owned it. I think it might have just been mates that had it, and I used to just go out. Because we've said this before, we had the Mega Drive like four or five years after you meant to have a Mega Drive. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've never, I've never been a massive fan of um, like fighting games, you know, like uh, Mortal Kombat and that sort of thing. I much prefer this style of game. Is right. beat-em-up genre. Beat-em-up. Right? Yeah. where it's just there's more of a story involved there's more like stuff to do and they just the the just the the feeling of just just punching the shit out of someone and going to the next screen <laughs> uh, that that was that was going so well i like that there's a more in-depth story it's more involved and i also love just beating the shit out of someone um, <laughs> I, know you, I know you do that on fighting games as well but it's, it's in a different way in this one it's just because normally the streets of rage in particular it's that sort of movie yeah. go punch 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 and then it, they go flying across the screen um yeah yeah i did I, I never i don't think i ever played streets of rage one but i played streets of rage two a lot but it might be one of those things where i think i probably said this in the major episode where it might be one of those things where i actually just played a demo without realizing it because when you're a kid mm. just one level lasts you somehow hours and hours days and days um but i really enjoyed it and um i hope that that genre of game still exists in some capacity well it absolutely does as we'll discover uh so so this was a game series that i played non-stop as a kid and uh as we've discussed in in previous episodes again every single sound associated with it just (laughs) gives me tingles. Now, I could have tried to write up a pithy summary of the first game's premise, but why bother when the game itself offers up just such a synopsis, albeit in text form? So here is my dramatic reading of said opening scroll set to the original soundtrack. (laughs) This city was once a happy, peaceful place, until one day a powerful secret criminal organisation took over. This vicious syndicate soon had control of the government and even the police force. The city has become a center of violence and crime where no one is safe. It's turning into a rap. Amid this turmoil, a group of determined young police officers has sworn to clean up the city. Among them are Adam Hunter, Axel Stone, and Blaze Fielding. They are willing to risk anything, even their lives, on the streets of rage. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, I assume that's probably normally meant for some sort of big American deep voice rather than someone from Cornwall. But, uh, you know, that was very good. Well done. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Rare as hen's teeth, my accent. Uh, <laughs> So, Streets of Rage. So, I, uh, the first game, I, or rather my brother, owned this game uh, as part of a collection called Mega Games 2, uh, which was amazing. Also included uh, Golden Axe Golden and Axe, the Revenge yeah, yeah. of, yeah, and the Revenge of Shinobi, uh, both potential fodder for future episodes. Uh, Streets of Rage, known in Japan as Bare Knuckle, Furious Iron Fist, uh, <laughs> much better title, features three playable characters, um, all of whom boast varying levels of strength and speed, some faster but less powerful, uh, some stronger but slower. And uh, in researching this episode, I got the character select music, the, the music that plays over the character select screen, just in my head going round <laughs> and round and round because it is such a catchy jazzy number uh so the three the three playable characters in the first game were adam hunter who is an accomplished boxer a tall young man with dark hair and highly developed upper body strength this according to wikipedia uh who highly wears developed. a yellow vest highly developed uh, he wears a yellow vest with motorcycle leathers uh axel stone who was a skilled martial artist a muscular man with blonde hair who wore blue jeans with a white muscle shirt uh and a blue headband his special attacks uh, variously include a 360-degree flaming punch called Dragon Wing, a punch-uppercut combo called Dragon Smash, and he also has a flaming uppercut named Grand Upper. And you knew that because every time he did it, he would say, Grand Upper! Like that. Uh, <laughs> here's, here's an example of, uh, of, of how that sounded. If you were the villain, you'd be like, oh, you stop it. Stop it. Get it. Grand Upper! Great. Um, so the third and final playable character in Streets of Rage was Blaze Fielding, uh, who was a judo expert with long dark hair, a red leather jacket, and miniskirt. And Blaze is the only Streets of Rage character with her own Wikipedia page. Uh, she's noted for being one of the earliest female heroes in video games, and she is also often celebrated for her sex appeal. Now, All right. All right. it does seem to come—it it does seem to come up a lot on this podcast. But I had a crush on Gadget the Cartoon Mouse <laughs> from Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Um, but even so, this feels like a bit much to me. So, in, in 2011, Games Radar's Jim Sterling recalled this. 16-bit stunner as one of the sexiest sprites ever uh, oh while well oh, it gets worse while digital presses carl youngman featured blaze in his article classic babes in video games uh saying that she had the best legs in video games and stating that after seeing her he didn't care if he ever saw another real woman again uh, was he was he 10 when he wrote that the professional that, that that's what uh passed for professional games journalism at the time um blaze also inspired the stage name of american hip-hop producer just blaze who worked with jay-z on the blueprint the blueprint 2 on the black album um <laughs> in all three original games our heroes went up against tommy gun wielding mobster mr x uh, so Streets of Rage was developed and published by sega for the mega drive or genesis in 1991 uh, and the game was later converted to the Game Gear, the Sega CD, and Master System. Uh, although the ports, Sega CD. Um, but the ports for those consoles, uh, they featured alterations. So the Game Gear version of Streets of Rage featured just five rounds uh, instead of the standard eight, and omitted the character of Adam, who was the best character. Uh, and the Master System version is one player only with fewer enemy characters. So in the game. The player must defeat a series of opponents advancing from either side of the screen and sometimes from above. Uh, and there were different types of enemy characters, including two who appeared in every Streets of Rage game. I don't know if you remember these, but there were the Galseers, who were red-headed thugs. Uh, oh, yeah. Whose name was, yeah, whose name was actually a misspelling of Garcia, apparently, but it was corrected for Streets of Rage 3, but then reverted back to Galcia uh, for the recently released fourth game because fans actually really liked the original misspelling. Uh, felt all nostalgic about it and there was also the si the signals uh, one of the most powerful punks who sport a mohawk and have the ability to throw and slide attack a player 
and there is also a boss battle at the end of every round against a disproportionately large enemy. So it always did make me laugh because, like, they were always. I mean, what the, the one with the red hair looked like uh, Vivian from the young ones, first of all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also because they all look exactly the same, it was mm. just like, were they clones? <laughs> I I assumed they were like individual gangs that all worked yeah. for the syndicate and that was that was like their their standard look yeah so that like, was like their uniform on thursdays we wear pink sort of thing yeah yeah exactly that um so so to fight off these punks uh the player can pick up weapons uh which include knives bottles and drain pipes uh and can collect extra lives uh and, and health boosts which come in the form of uh, a chicken that video game classic. Um, you can also pick up other items. Uh, and in this first game, you had a special attack. Uh, if you press the A button, you'd get assistance from a police car, which entered the screen from the left and fired yeah. explosives, taking health from all enemies. Uh, but fantastic. you only had, you only it was great, but you only had one special attack per level. So you had to be tactical with it. And accidentally hitting the A yeah. before yeah. the end of level no. boss, just um. totally wasting your special attack. That is a pain that only Streets of Rage fans <laughs> can know. Um, what makes me laugh is that when it happens, it's like what happens is that it goes to the left, police car comes up, bazooka, whatever you call it, comes back. And when it comes back to your screen, you two are just like your characters are sort of stationary in the middle and the baddies around the side are also stationary but doing like a weird little dance thing as if to say oh shit okay well we're better just stay where we are we could just run out of the way we know what's about to happen but all right so having said that streets of rage was uh very cool for the time in that it had uh two endings including a dark ending so i don't know if you knew this but if you play all the way through to the final face-off with mr x uh he offers you the chance to join him and the syndicate. Uh, in one in one player mode, if you say yes, it's revealed to be a trick, and you're just sent back several levels and have to fight your way back uh, to the final stage uh. again. But in t- but in two player mode, if one player accepts Mr. X's offer and another refuses, you fight each other, and if the traitor wins, you then take Mr. X's place as the new head of the syndicate. That is groundbreaking, surely. Groundbreaking, groundbreaking stuff. Here's what that looked like. somber, the dark ending, with what feels like a slightly pass-ag uh, message there from the programmers where they say, you became the boss, well done, you're great, like, <laughs> yeah. betrayed all your friends and everything you stand for, but well done, I guess. What a dick. Uh, <laughs> you dick. Uh, now, again, I'm never entirely comfortable saying the following on this podcast, uh, but Streets of Rage received positive reviews. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, should we even be talking about it, really? It got a good response um, from two Mega Drive-themed magazines uh, that were published at the time, Mega and Megatech. The latter saying that Streets of Rage had excellent sprites, backdrops, and brilliant music, adding great gameplay and simultaneous two-player action, and you've got an essential buy. So, of course, uh, they had to make a sequel, uh, Streets of Rage 2, which was published by Sega in 1992, uh, another great alternative title. It was released in Japan as Bare Knuckle 2, the Requiem of the Deadly Battle. <laughs> none of none of none of your lazy colon retaliation or resurrection. No. They really went for it with the the, the Bare Knuckle games. Young Bobby Engels has a problem. He needs to earn the respect of his peers. So he gets the special Sega Genesis fighting system. It comes with Streets of Rage 2. He saves $40. He gets more moves. He gets more control. Now things are pretty much okay. And it's lucky that you said that Streets of Rage 2 was the one that you you at least you played or at least played the most because this is this is the daddy. So okay. the first one is the first one is good, but Streets of Rage 2 is widely regarded as the best entry in the series. Uh, the best beat up game for the Mega Drive, Genesis, and indeed, one of the greatest video games of all time. Uh, the sequel featured more defined graphics and a larger selection of moves, so in addition to standard attacks expanded from the previous game, 
Each character can perform a unique blitz attack by double tapping a direction before attacking. Uh, replacing the police car attack from the previous game, each character can perform special attacks which can deal extra damage or attack enemies from all directions, though at the cost of reducing the player's health. So, uh, Streets of Rage 2 is set one year after the original, with Axel and Blaze having moved out of the city, uh, him to become a professional bodyguard and her to become a, a dance teacher, uh, with Adam remaining in the city, having rejoined the, uh, the police force. However, Axel and Blaze are forced back into action when Adam is kidnapped by a resurgent Mr. X, who has reformed the syndicate to take back control and take revenge on our heroes. Uh, Axel and Blaze fight to clean up the streets a second time, save Adam, and defeat Mr. X and his bodyguard, Shiva, who's a very skilled fighter whose repertoire of moves match the playable characters. And our heroes are joined by two new playable characters, including Eddie Skate Hunter, uh, the younger <laughs> brother of Adam, who can move around quickly with his rollerblades. Could not be uh, more 90s. Well, yeah, was, was it 90s? Be. Yeah. It was a 90s by any chance. Skate <laughs> on his rollerblades. Uh, his special moves include rolling punches and the corkscrew kick. And at just four foot ten, he's one of the few video game heroes shorter than you, Tom. Uh, <laughs> four foot ten. Uh, uh, a mere four foot ten. Wow. Uh, and they also introduce here my favourite Streets of Rage character, Axel's friend Max, who was a slow moving but powerful wrestler. His special techniques were a spinning axe handle blow called Thunder Bomb and a dashing tackle called Thunder Tackle. Uh, he also has a <laughs> devastating backward grappling move called the Atomic Drop. Now, I was a big fan of, of Street Rage 2 and so was one of my, my best friends at school. And he, uh, <laughs> his, his firstborn child, he named Max. And so <laughs> I, 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 said to, I said to him, sort of joking, yeah, oh, did you did you name him after uh, after Max from Streets of Rage Two? Uh, to which he said, "Come on, what do you think?" Of course I did. Yeah, yeah, Max, <laughs> Max from Streets of Rage Two. <laughs> so, does the, uh, yeah, does the wife know this? <laughs> she does now. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Lauren. Hope you're not listening. Probably not. Um, is a little burst of Max in action. What I like in that clip, but the the other baddies are kind of just sort of minding their own business, playing games. Wouldn't you? If, Ma if, if, <laughs> if, Max, if, Max, if Max came in and started yeah. tearing shit apart, oh. you would not be like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna join the fray." You'd be like, "Look, I'm just playing my bit, my arcade game. I'm not I'm not doing anything. I'm not I'm not getting involved." But did you notice that the uh, the the arcade games were called Bare Knuckle? which is the name of Streets of Rage in Japan, yeah. suggesting that they're playing the game Streets of Rage within Streets of Rage Inception. Uh, but, but, but Max was my favorite character, I think for the reasons you, you outlined earlier, it's a lot of fun uh, in Streets of Rage to just absolutely beat the shit out of people. And although he was the slowest character, he was, he was the strongest and thus the best at dealing out an ass whooping. Um, there were some, as with the first one, some notable differences uh, between different versions of Streets of Rage 2. Uh, so in the North American version, and we are, I'm ashamed to say, back to this again, uh, Blaze's jump kick animation was censored so as not to glimpse her underwear, which apparently, oh. which apparently surprised the Japanese development team. They're like, what's your problem? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but where did that by blaring it? You've, you've potentially made it look more... Dodging, I don't. You know what I, mean? I, I don't. I don't think there was like a comedy blur over her over her <laughs> private. I, I think. I think they just altered the sprite so that she was maybe wearing a slightly ah, okay. right. longer, longer I skirt. Like a, I thought there was like a censored uh, thing. Uh. Uh, uh, again, though, in, I mean, in this game, Blaze was fighting off thugs in a red bra and miniskirt, which is maybe not ideal wear for uh, for that sort of nah. activity. Uh, Cold as well, kind of. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, another difference, uh, the Japanese version gives Skate first name as Sammy, but in the European and North American versions, his name is Eddie. The European version also gives Max's second name as Hatchet, though the North American and Japanese versions give it as Thunder, which 
I've come up with a, a headcanon explanation, which is that his real name is Max Hatchet, but his professional wrestler name is Max Thunder. There you go. You can have that for free. You're welcome. Uh, like the original game, Streets of Rage 2 was playable on uh, Sega Genesis, Master System, and Game Gear. Uh, again, though, with significant alterations on the ports, uh, including different levels, inferior graphics, and uh, all the, the, the ported versions omit Max Thunder. Again, first, first, game, first game, they omit Adam my favorite character in the first game and second game, they admit max thunder. That's why that's, that's why you stick with the mega drive slash Genesis. Um, so upon release streets of rage two received wide critical acclaim with scores above 90% from most video game magazines at the time. Uh, Sega force magazine called it the best thing to happen to mega drive owners since the rise of a certain blue hodgehog hodgehog. So Sega Force magazine called it the best thing to happen to Mega Drive owners since the rise of a certain blue hedgehog. And they argued that it wiped the floor with Street Fighter 2. So they agree with you there, Tom. Good. So two great games on the trot. A good game, then a great game. Which brings us to Streets of Rage 3, which... Ah, uh, they already dropped the ball. Yeah, so this was published by Sega in 1994. Um, unlike the two previous games, it was only available on the Genesis and it was a more sophisticated game in many, many respects. It had a more uh, complex storyline told using cutscenes for the first time and character dialogue. Uh, it had longer levels, hidden characters, more sophisticated enemy AI. Uh, and the game also featured alternate story paths, depending on actions taken. So while Streets of Rage, as we discussed, had two possible endings and uh, the sequel had just one, Streets of Rage 3 has four different endings, uh, depending on the difficulty level and if the player completes certain levels within an allotted amount of time including a bad ending where you fail to save the city. But despite all that, the game was less well-received than its predecessors. It was very much the Godfather Part 3 or, uh, or Raimi's third Spider-Man of the Streets of Rage movies. It's an all-out turf war with more weapons, more moves, and more outrageous action than before. Mr. X has hatched the ultimate evil plot, but he didn't count on a bone-crunching counterattack from Blaze, Axel Skate, and the newcomer Dr. Z. Hit him like a ton of bricks with Streets of Rage 3. From Satan. And though the improved graphics were praised, Mean Machines magazine, do you remember that? Uh, said... The game failed to significantly advance uh, the gameplay of the series, and it also criticised the plot and the soundtrack. And the plot, for me, the plot is the thing, uh, because the first two games were sort of reasonably uh, street-level, whereas Streets of Rage 3 just just totally, totally loses its shit. So after barely surviving his first two encounters with the Streets of Rage team, in Streets of Rage 3, Mr. X is nothing more than a brain in a jar. Um, yeah, and, and one of his henchmen is a kangaroo named Roo. Um, All right. Yeah, so players can choose between... Uh, Hang returning... on, they, they, they couldn't, even, couldn't even be bothered to come up with a name. They just called him Roo. That's, that's what you're picking up here? That's, that's what you're taking away I mean... from this? Ah, okay. So uh, you, could, you could choose uh, between playing the returning characters, Axel, Blaze, and Skate, uh, along with a new character named Dr. Zan who was a cyborg with extendable robot arms who converted weapons into balls of energy and can shock his opponents using his special moves, electric body and electric reach. Uh, <laughs> Mr. X, who again is a brain in a jar, uh, starts up a robotics research company as a front for his illegal activities, distracting the police with a strategically planted series of bombs in order to replace important city officials with lifelike robots. Uh, <laughs> but why don't they just push, push the jar over? Oh, because because he's got another robot, uh, a, a robot version of himself that uh, defends the jar. And a also, robot did, version of himself. Yeah, and also, also, did you not hear me say about the, the the kangaroo? They've got to get past the kangaroo before they can get to the jar. Um, <laughs> no, I just I just mean his cronies and everyone around him is like, oh, do we have to keep taking orders from this guy? It's just a brain in the jar now. Let's just let's smash it on the floor. Like no one will stop us. It's fine. The jar, the jar commanded loyalty. What can I say? Um, but so Blaze quickly contacts her old comrades, Axel Stone and Adam Hunter, uh, to form a task force to bring down the syndicate once and for all. Axel quickly joins the task force, but Adam apparently can't make it. Um, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe he re- busy, busy stuff. Got yeah, 
Um, I think he maybe just just read the plot synopsis uh, and again sends his younger brother skate instead. So what I like there, uh, Blaze didn't even want ah. skate. As, as no nobody did, nobody wanted skate back. Not even the characters within oh. the game. They were like, bring back Adam from the first one. Like the fans, they were like, no, I'm busy. I'm going to send skate, and they're like, oh great, skate. <laughs> Uh, Max, my favourite, mm. sadly not a playable character in Streets of Rage 3, um, oh. though he, do- he does make a cameo in one of the game's four endings. Uh, so the game's bullshit plot uh, is partly <laughs> down to the fact, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's my opinion, that's not, that's not Wikipedia, um, it is partly down to the fact that the Japanese version of the game features a totally different story uh, in which Mr. X plots to use an explosive substance called Raxine to start a global war. Uh, because of the larger scale story of the Japanese version, one of the endings saw our heroes take the fight to the White House. Uh, in the English version, this location is changed to City Hall, though it is clearly still the White House. Um, there were many other differences between the Japanese and international versions, including the removal of a, in quotes, stereotypically effeminate henchman called Ash, who had, according to Wikipedia, female mannerisms, including a very feminine run. Uh, uh, just to make sure, in case you weren't aware, he's a little bit feminine. They made yeah. that point very clear. I feel like I feel like the US guys were just <laughs> just cleaning up the mess that the Japanese programmers that had left them. This sort of sexist, homophobic overtones that were present in the in the Japanese versions of the game. Um, I'm surprised that even back then they made an, they bothered to change it. Though, to be it was yeah, it was the nineties. They probably yeah. could, could have got away with it. They shouldn't have done, but they probably could have done. Yeah. Um, but. One change I was not a fan of, uh, the voice effects were changed from the Japanese uh, to US versions. Uh, most noticeably, Axel's catchphrase of Grand Upper, Grand Upper, uh, for his, ah. blitz, his blitz move was replaced with Bare Knuckle, Bare Knuckle, which uh, I'm turning into Animal from the Muppets. Quite good, Bare Knuckle, <laughs> but it's no Grand Upper. So I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy about that at the time, and I'm still not happy about it. Grand Upper is sacrosanct, <laughs> and you do not, you do not fuck with the Grand Upper. Um, but at this point, the franchise went on a little bit of a, of a hiatus. Uh, although it was one of the most popular Sega franchises of the 90s, no new official Streets of Rage games were released for over 25 years after Streets of Rage 3, uh, excluding re-releases of the first three games via various uh, Sega game compilations. Though, and I had no idea this happened, Axel did appear in the Nintendo 3DS crossover game Project X Zone 2. Have you ever heard of this? No. Project, Project X Zone. So Project X Zone 2 came out in 2015 and combined characters from video game franchises, including Street Fighter, Resident Evil, Virtua Fighter, Tekken, Devil May Cry, and more. It's like the Avengers Assemble wow. of uh, 90s and noughties yeah, and vintage amazing. video games. Uh, there were plans for two further uh, Streets of Rage sequels, apparently, one of which was developed by uh, Tomb Raider producers Core Design, for the Sega Saturn, uh, but Sega pulled the Streets of Rage name during development after a disagreement with Core about porting it to rival formats, uh, and the game was eventually released as Fighting Force. Remember that? Yeah, a little bit. So uh, Fighting Force was released to PlayStation, PC, and N64 in 1997, and so it's kind of like a, a quasi-sequel to the Streets of Rage games. Oh. Uh, the, the, the final Fighting Force game had a similar premise to the Streets of Rage series, focusing on a group of characters who move through urban and science fiction environments, battling waves of oncoming enemies with weapons, including soda cans, knives, cars, but in this game, also guns, which, watch this clip, and I, I, think, I think you'll agree, the addition, I know they were like bashing heads in with drain pipes and baseball bats and, and, and smashing glass bottles over people's heads, but that was all good, clean fun. Guns somehow gives it um, a... <laughs> I, like, I like that. Yeah. I like the idea that in, in, in the Streets of Rage universe, they had some sort of rule with all the gangs. No guns, though. Like, no. no one turns up... To, what was it? What's the phrase? You, you, you took a gun to a knife fight? Yeah. Do you, do not, you do not bring a gun to a broken bottle fight, uh, to, a, to a lead <laughs> pipe fight. Uh, because if you add in the guns, it just, it just adds a whole other level of brutality to it, as you'll see. Why did she get up? <laughs> it just shot her brains out, and she's like, "Ah, tis but a flesh wound. 
Like proper shot her with a shotgun. Oh dear. There you go. It doesn't just it has some sort of, it has some sort of believability before. Was... <laughs> even even with Dr. Zan and his extendable robot arms, but taking two shots even from the kangaroo. Even with Rue, come on. Um, so, so Fighting Force, uh, possibly because of its Streets of Rage-inspired roots, uh, was highly anticipated. But it was, and now I feel like I'm, I'm back on comfortable ground, met with <laughs> mixed reviews uh, with, <laughs> with critics highlighting its derivative nature. Uh, that said, a sequel, Fighting Force 2, was released to PlayStation and Sega Dreamcast in 1999, <laughs> uh, with the game abandoning the multiplayer aspect to focus focus exclusively on the character of Hawk Manson, uh, who was that shotgun-toting fellow we just saw there. Uh, a third game, Fighting Force 3, was apparently in development for the Xbox and PlayStation 2, uh, but was cancelled during development. So, that leads us neatly on to Streets of Rage 4, bringing us bang up to date. Uh, so, following the success of Wonder Boy, The Dragon's Trap, can't say I've ever heard of, uh, which was a 2017 oh. remake of 1989's Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap. Uh, publisher Dotemu and developer Lizard Cube approached Sega about creating a new sequel in the Streets of Rage series. Uh, Sega agreed, licensed the franchise to Dotemu, and production began on the game uh, at the beginning of 2018, with the game publicly announced uh, that August. Uh, the game was co-developed by Guard Crush Games, uh, a French video game developer who had previously produced the Streets of Rage-inspired Streets of Fury and used a modified engine from that game on Streets of Rage 4. Uh, so they sort of like brought in fans uh, who, who loved the originals to to work on, on this new game. Uh, I've, always, I've always thought that whenever you bring anything back years later, sometimes it's actually better to bring in people who love it loads than the original people, you know what I mean? Because yeah. sometimes they're just a bit past it and they've been out of the game too long and whatever. <laughs> I, mean, to bring them back in, you know. I mean, look look at, you had Lucas try and do the Star Wars prequels. Mm. Yeah. You bring in someone like John Favreau who loves yeah. the Star Wars franchise, you get the Mandalorian, much better. Yeah. Uh, perfect example. So Streets of Rage 4 was uh, released for PC, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One on the 30th of April. 2020. Do you want to have a look at the trailer? Oh, yeah, I've got to say, never had any clue that this existed. You'll like, you'll, you'll like this. You'll like this. I've always sort of said uh, a long time that like really good, amazing classic games, whether it's platform games or beat em ups, whatever, I've always said bring them back, but keep it the same style, but obviously mm. with, with up, you know, updated graphics cards and all that kind of stuff. But don't try, you know, like in, when we talked about Broken Swords and mm. um, uh, Monkey Island, where mm. just because you could do 3D doesn't mean that's the thing you should be doing. Whereas. Yeah when they then brought Broken Sword back and it was back in the old style, but with the updated graphics, it was brilliant. Whereas they've done the same here, it was great. Yeah, and the, you know, the side-scrolling beat-em-up uh, of the Streets of Rage ilk doesn't really exist in the same way anymore, but they've gone back to sort of that original game design. But as you say, they've updated it yeah. with, with new new effects, uh, new new graphics, and it looks great. Uh, so like the originals, this is a side-scrolling beat-em-up uh, with a similar character design and gameplay to the original games with uh, standard attacks, throws, and blitz moves and each character has a set of special attacks that can be performed at the cost of some health. Uh, but because it's a, a, you know, a contemporary game, there's a twist. Uh, you can play with up to four players uh, locally uh, instead of the, the maximum of two with the original games, or you can play with two players online as well. Uh, and the nice. game takes place 10 years after the events of Streets of Rage 3, in which the criminal mastermind, Mr. X, or rather his brain in a jar, was finally <laughs> defeated. Uh, the city has now fallen under the control of a new crime syndicate led by Mr. X's children, the Y-Twins, uh, who are planning on... I assume he he did this before he was a brain in a jar. I, 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 yeah, I, 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 unless he had a penis in a jar somewhere else. 
a penis, a, a, pe- a penis and balls in the next room. I'm assuming he he bought he bought these twins beforehand. Um, um, so the, the Y twins are planning on brainwashing the city by using hypnotic music. Um, Blaze, Axel Stone, and Adam Hunter. He's back, playable for the first time since the original game. Yes. Uh, they team up with Adam's teenage daughter, Cherry Hunter, and Floyd Araya, who's a cybernetically enhanced apprentice of Dr. Zan, who has inherited... Cherry Hunter? Cherry Hunter. Oh, dear. Look at that. What's wrong with that? Well, think about what losing your cherry means. Oh, come on. You're as bad you as those... that's why they've done it. You're as, bad as those ja- done it. You're as bad as those Japanese programmers, you pervert. <laughs> and... And Floyd, <laughs> Floyd Araya, uh, a cybernetically enhanced apprentice of Dr. Zan, who inherited his mentor's robotic arms. What I like about that, did, he, did Dr. Zan just give him his arms? And then while, while Floyd's off cleaning up the streets of rage, Zan's at home going like, oh, I don't really think this through. How am I going to cook my dinner? This is, I've, literally, <laughs> I've literally got no arms here. Uh, I, didn't, I did not think this through. Um, unless he's got like a series of different attachments, maybe like one with a whisk. Um, so Max, unfortunately... <laughs> Uh, Max is not a playable character, uh, though he does feature in the game, uh, having been brainwashed by the Y twins, though he's later saved by his friends. Uh, other old characters who return in Streets of Rage 4 uh, include Shiva, uh, Mr. X's henchman, who's now a reformed character uh, running a dojo and he helps our heroes. Uh, no mention of Skate whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> doesn't feature in the game. Doesn't even get a name check. Doesn't even get a name check. Even though Adam is back and. Uh, and, and, and Cherry, Adam's daughter, features, features uh, prominently. So she's, I guess, uh, uh, Skate's niece. No, no mention of Skate whatsoever. Even Dr. Zan from Streets of Rage 3, gets, he gets a look in, but, but nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing of Skate. Um, there are lots of, lots of cool callbacks to the original games in Streets of Rage 4. Uh, so there's a main story mode where, uh, as with most you know, contemporary games, if you lose all your lives, you get sent back to the beginning of the level. But there is also an arcade mode uh, where, harkening back to the originals, you must complete the entire game in one go, uh, like you used to do with the good old games, um, or, or, or game over. Because if you look it up, like a, like a, one of those you know playthroughs of, of one of the Streets of Rage games, it's only about 40 minutes long, but it's just because, <laughs> but it's just because you had to complete the whole thing in one go. Uh, so it, it lasted you for days and weeks and months. Or at least it did if you were... Uh, as rubbish as me. Uh, I think we were just shit at it. I think, I think we were, I think we were yeah. like, no, completely, completely in a day, mate. Um, uh, another nice touch in Streets of Rage 4. Upon c- clearing a level, uh, players receive a rank based on how many points they scored, and points earned go towards a lifetime score, which then goes towards unlocking bonus playable characters from past games presented in 16-bit style. So characters uh. in the old style can be played in Streets ah. of Rage 4 if you accrue enough points. Ah, ah. This um, is like uh, the Turtles thing where they had all the different types of cartoon turtles all teaming up, yeah. including the comic, all sorts. It's like oh, into the it's like into the Spider Verse with with, uh, with Streets of Rage. This is how you this is how you do a revival properly. This is how you please the fans. Um, <laughs> the game also features a retro audio option, uh, which allows you to listen to music tracks from the first two games. Uh, so you can listen to the first Amazing. two games soundtrack over the fourth game. Uh, and a limited physical release for the PS4 and Nintendo Switch versions included a classic edition with a Sega Mega Drive style case. So you could get Streets ah. of Rage 4, but in a Mega Drive case. Amazing. Um, though some critics argued that this new game was too stuck in the 90s and didn't do enough to progress the franchise. That's what we like. Arrested Development. Um, Streets, of Rage <laughs> 4, Streets of Rage 4 received mostly positive reviews. Uh, the Sydney Morning Herald said that the visuals, sounds and mechanics aren't as envelope pushing in 2020 as the originals were in the early 90s. Uh, but the balance between embracing nostalgia and reformulating the brawler for the current decade is struck wonderfully. So that sort of brings us up to date uh, with the Streets of Rage franchise. But uh, one thing we've touched on but haven't really talked about so far is the the soundtracks, the game's music, which... Uh, we should go into in more depth because they played a big part in the success of the Streets of Rage games and why they continue to be so fondly remembered. In fact, uh, Streets of Rage 2 was one of the first video games where the composer's name, Yuzo Kashiro, appears on the title screen. So he did get a name check. Uh, the game's soundtrack was acclaimed with several soundtrack albums being released and Megatech called it the best music you've ever heard 
on the Mega Drive. Uh, so when the first game's development began in 1990, Kashiro was influenced by electronic dance music, specifically house and techno, and wanted to be among the first <laughs> to introduce those sounds in video games. Uh, Streets of Rage 2, uh, as well as being considered the best game in the series, is also thought to feature his best score, uh, which is considered musically ahead of its time. Here's a little sample track. This is Dreamer. <laughs> top comment on uh, on the YouTube clip uh, featuring the, the Streets of Rage 2 soundtrack says uh, to all SNES fanboys who say Sega Mega Drive had bad sound, this one's for you, suckers! Um, <laughs> couldn't agree more. Uh, so Square Enix Music Online said that Streets of Rage 2 featured some of the baddest beats ever to grace a video game soundtrack, while Games Radar praised its blend of swaggering house synths and dirty electro-funk. Uh, it's just really good. I mean, there's. It's just it's just rare, really good. It's, it's rare that any video game, let alone one that came out in the nineties, you can just listen to the soundtrack and it's, it sounds great. I mean, there's lots of um, there's artists that sort of I think it's called synthwave, where yeah. they make music purposely to sound like, um, uh, you know, the music of nineties video games like yeah. glitch type stuff. Um, and yeah, it just sounds great. And it must have been heavily inspired by this by this. Uh, game in particular, I reckon. Well, yeah, so uh, the reception to this soundtrack was so positive that Kashiro was invited to nightclubs to DJ and play the tracks. Now, I'm not a big clubber, but I would definitely go to a Streets of Rage <laughs> club night where they just played the Streets of Rage soundtrack. You imagine, it'd be yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Maybe if we ever do a, a Two Geeks Live episode, we'll just get Kashiro to DJ afterwards, DJ the after party. <laughs> um, yeah. So Kashiro himself was inspired by artists including Maxi Priest and Soul to Soul. Uh, and invented his own audio programming language uh, to compose the score, which he called Music Love. Uh, and <laughs> as, as you say, a number of contemporary hip-hop, grime, electronica and dubstep musicians have either sampled Kishiro's work on the games or credited it as an influence, including Labyrinth and Childish Gambino. Uh, <laughs> the score for the recent Streets of Rage 4 uh, was not uh, composed by Kishiro, it was composed by the award-winning Olivier Derivier, uh, who had worked on games including Alone in the Dark, uh, though uh, it featured additional compositions from other musicians, including Kashiro, who joined the project midway through development after fans campaigned for him to be involved. Uh, he also apparently played an early demo, was impressed by the game, so he agreed to get on board. So outside of the video game world, uh, Streets of Rage inspired some spin-off materials. Uh, there was a comic strip uh, published in Sonic the Comic in the early 90s, with writing by Mark Miller, who went on to write and create the likes of Kick-Ass and Kingsman. Uh, and it sketched, in, yeah, it sketched in some backstory for the characters, including how and why Axel, Blaze and Adam quit the police force and how Skate joined the crew, because uh, everyone was crying out <laughs> for more of, more of Skate. Uh, I want to know his backstory. How did, how did he... How did he become so great at rollerblading? Um, there was also a Streets of Rage 2 novella, it says here. I think I think that's generous. Given away with Sega Force magazine in 1993, uh, which ran to just 35 pages. More of a pamphlet than a, than a novella. Um, and, very excitingly, in, in 2014, uh, Sega formed the production company Stories International. Uh, and, and in 2016, announced plans to develop adaptations uh, of classic Sega games for film and TV, uh, going a bit of a Marvel Studios route. Uh, and mm. the, the games they're looking to adapt include Streets of Rage, uh, but also Golden Axe, Shinobi, Virtua Fighter, Crazy Taxi, and The House of the Dead. Um, Crazy Taxi? How are you going to make a TV series based on that? Just be, well, no, it'd, be, it'd just be, you know, a, a romp of a movie. <laughs> Car chases... Well, Laughs. Everything else uh, has been turned into some either a TV show or films. It might as well. I'm surprised it hasn't already happened. Yeah, Golden Axe, that could be big in a post-Game of Thrones world. And I could definitely yeah. see, see a Streets of Rage movie working. And if Dave Bautista doesn't play Max, then 
what is Hollywood even for? Well, Come on. Yeah, I was thinking Dwayne Johnson was the obvious choice. I used, I, I used when I used to play the games. I used to think Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but I think now he's he's too big, and he probably yeah. try and try and work in cameos for Ryan Reynolds and Kevin Hart, and they'd probably be <laughs> ruined the franchise. He'd, he'd ruin the franchise, and there'd be there'd be references to cheat day, and you know, you now every going off, going off topic, yeah. I love The Rock, but every 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 movie with The Rock in now has to be about oh, yeah. how he's The Rock, which is kind yeah, of... Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see that happen. Batista, <laughs> Batista, Batista's just happy for the work. Yeah. Um, so that is about it. Uh, but if you thought this episode of our podcast was streets ahead, uh, you can find plenty more along similar lines at twogeeks2beers.com, uh, where you'll find all 73 of our previous episodes available to stream and download, including a number of video game themed episodes if that's your bag uh we look back on all-time great franchises like mortal kombat and duke nukem plus beloved vintage consoles like the sega mega drive and dreamcast uh and we're also on itunes or apple podcasts spotify stitcher podbean global player if you want to save us from flying into a rage then please give us a rating and a review on whichever platform you're listening to us on and give us a follow on all the social media channels uh at two geeks cast on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you put Two Geeks Cast at the end of patreon.com, which is a very <laughs> ridiculous way of saying it, um, <laughs> uh, you can <laughs> you can uh, support us by, uh, if you give us a little bit of dosh, you'll get some exclusive goodies, including um, an exclusive episode that you can only get there. And uh, if you give it a little, a little bit more, you'll get um, an episode of Your Choosing, which is... You know that that is just gold dust. Surely. If you are if you are if you are really disappointed each each uh, couple of weeks by our our choices of topic, then uh, then you can pay <laughs> to to, to uh, give us some guidance and, and tell us what we should be doing episodes on. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube if you put two geeks two beers into the search bar. You'll find some of our earliest episodes in full. <laughs> It just we, we both like go really elaborate ways of going. We go to youtube.com <laughs> and type in in the in the bit. Uh, yeah. uh, com and type in slash two geeks cast at the end of the first bit of the URL. And how you find so this. Uh, this, this, this we, we always nail the sales pitch. We're famous for it. Um, but if you if you search <laughs> two geeks two beers on YouTube, you'll find some of our earliest episodes in full, plus clips and samplers from our latest release. Plus clips and samplers from our latest releases. Jesus Christ! Um, yeah. You can also you can also email us. So to do that, if you put two geeks two beers dot com <laughs> after podcast and the at symbol, that's so yeah. Load up, load up your email provider. Yeah. Load up that of choice. Click on the compose new email, um, and then you know the keyboard that's in front of you. You know that's that thing attached to either your laptop or your phone, whatever. Type in yeah. Uh, those words yeah pod cast that's pod c-a-s-t um then that little you know that little at symbol then two geeks two beers which is the name of our podcast and then uh dot c-o-m uh and 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 if you if you you can use that to send Um, electronic mail um if you've if you've got a suggestion for which video game series we should tackle next let us know or maybe you're a streets of rage 3 devotee and a dr zan fan or zanatic i know you're out there uh, and you want to have your say please do get in touch uh tom what are your thoughts now giving you a a history lesson on on streets of rage well yeah i I think it's um one of the best video game franchises of all time And, and one of the reasons behind it is that there weren't too many installments Mm. You know, the, so so many times they'll get games which are brilliant, but there's like four thousand different spin-offs and and expansion packs and all this kind of stuff. Whereas you know where you are, Streets of Rage. Yeah, and there's only technically there's only four games. One of them's really recent and it looks like it's really good. So fuck it. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> oh. um, so, if you tuned in for eloquence, uh, you came to the wrong came to the wrong <laughs> podcast. Uh, so, to, but you know, we, we settled mm. on the fact that we're a little bit drunk. So, what do you expect? Um, yeah. yeah. So, to play us out now, annoyingly, I was going to play Yuzo Koshiro's beautiful end credits theme to Streets of Rage two, but then remembered at the last moment, that I'd, that. yeah, I'd use that to play us out on the on the Sega Mega Drive episode. But like, as if anyone remembers, I could have I could have totally got away with it. <laughs> And I was like, um, I think you played that in your in your Mega Drive episode. 
no one cares that much, do they? <laughs> Apart from us, let us know if you do. If they did, if they did, I'd be really happy. I should have actually listened. And they listen all the way to the end. No, I should have done that. Yeah. I, should, I should have. Do you know what we should do? We should just do the same episode again and see if anyone notices. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> so, so join us next week for Terror Hawks. Um, no, no. So instead, fittingly, I've opted for the equally gorgeous end theme to the original Streets of Rage game. Uh, the top comment on this clip on YouTube, I think, very neatly sums up the two geeks, two beers ethos. Take me back to the 90s. I'd give up everything <laughs> to go back. <laughs> we have to go back. <laughs>